Hey y'all, welcome to a 30s heart podcast where we discuss navigating life in your 30s. We are your hosts, Stephanie and Toddy, and we are so excited to be answering all of your questions. All right, guys, let's start a conversation. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode on a 30s heart podcast. We are going to be talking about friendships today. Yeah, this is something that we have wanted to talk about for the last few weeks. So we've got a few questions and we're so excited to dive in. I would like to say sorry that it's been a minute since we've done an episode. We've had some bad weather in um, where we live and to the point where we weren't able to travel to each other's houses to um, record. But here we are. The sun is shining today. It looks great outside. So we're ready. It stays that way. The last two weeks we've had some weather days. I am done with it. Same. I almost had to get, well, semi-rescued from flooding the other day. So we're we're done with that right at this point. So, okay. So um, like I said, we're going to be talking about friendship today. And Stephanie actually leads a small group at our church. And we talked about friendships the other day during the small group and it was really insightful and there was a lot of conversation around this topic so we both felt like we needed to talk about it on our podcast just because it really helped you know encouraged me and gave me I guess hope and I don't know I just thought it would be a good topic to address yeah I think some of the things that we did talk about and whether you are a person of faith or not everyone has friends Mm -hmm. and everyone has dealt with a friendship relationship at some point in their lives and so a couple of things that we talked about that aren't talked about often are whenever you have conflicts with friends kind of how to navigate that and then also friend breakups was a very popular topic just as you grow some of the friends that you've had for years, you just may not be on the same page anymore and kind of how to navigate that. And just also the reassurance that it is okay to, doesn't mean that you think they're a bad person or that you dislike them. It's just sometimes the friendship has served its purpose. Yeah. And that's so true. Like there's not enough conversation and talk about friendships. I feel like you know, there's all kinds of articles, podcasts, everything about dating and, but nobody really talks about friendships. And honestly, to me, that's more, I mean, it's important, equally important, but it's almost more important because your friends are the people that you rely on heavily during, you know, times of crises. They know you better than anybody else. And so when there is a a friendship breakup or something, some kind of issue, it, it, to me, at least it hurts worse mm-hmm. than like a you know a guy breakup so yeah and as charlotte york once said that maybe our girlfriends are our soulmates yes. and guys are just people to have fun with yes so. oh my gosh i love that show and that movie mm-hmm. it's so good it is so good and so it is true and relationships do come and go but i just think of relationships that i've had that have come and gone and friends that i have had Throughout all mm-hmm. that, through the highs and lows and the struggles. So, I for mean, sure. friendships are very important. So, we kind of got some questions about friendships, and it's kind of a little bit more geared towards like godly friendships, but obviously, this can be applied to any friendship, and we will talk about that more in detail. But one of the questions is What are two characteristics that you would consider unique 
among friends that are Christians? Yeah. Um, I think the first one that comes to mind when you hear that question is just prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times, and in our small group, we have a group me, and so we put in prayer requests and things that we're going through during the week, and there's just always an overwhelming response of, I'm going to keep this situation in my prayers, or, yeah. hey girl, keep your chin up, I'm praying for you, and it doesn't even have to be like a huge life-altering thing, and sometimes it is, you know, we've had devastation from the recent storms, or I've got a family friend who's sick, but then um, I know one of our friends in the group has had some car trouble recently. And so even things that I guess when you look at it on like a grand scale wouldn't be as detrimental. And um, we just, I mean, it is a huge deal when it happens to you. Yeah. So um, we do want to pray for all of our friends just because as um, believers and people of faith, we do know that prayer works. So that's kind yeah. of my first instinct whenever I see that question. I would also say... One thing that has really, I've noticed that is very unique in my Christian relationships and friendships um, is that I feel like they genuinely like love me. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like love and encouragement is so strong in those relationships. Um, I feel like they're there for me whenever I'm, you know, something great happens in my life. But at the same time, whenever I'm going through a really hard time, I know that I can call them and express like my needs and like what I'm, how I'm feeling. And they're always there for me, you know, just loving me and just being there and checking on me. How are you feeling today? You know, are you feeling any better? What's going on? I've noticed since moving here, I've made so many friendships that are like this. And I feel like a lot of them are based around Mm -hmm. God and, you know, they're just genuine love, um, you know, less jealousy, like nothing like that. I don't, that I don't even sense that in any component in my friendships right now. Um, so that's something unique that I've noticed. And also like the encouragement part too, I feel like they're my biggest hype girls and vice versa. Like I love celebrating my friends whenever great things happen. And I don't know, I just like to make people feel good. <laughs> so yeah, I think in friendships, especially like women friendships, it jealousy just is a huge factor and I know in mm-hmm. past friendships jealousy has really played a part in why some people and I could not continue on yeah I know and it doesn't even have to be like super obvious jealousy but it's sometimes it's like the little remarks and the little mm-hmm. comments and um I've experienced that before in the past I can think of some someone right now where you know I was like you know, I felt like I was doing really good in my path, like with my fitness journey and everything. And I like, not that I needed hype from anybody else, but I noticed it was like crickets on Mm -hmm. her end. And I was kind of like, okay, like, you know, she must not be happy for me, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so it doesn't always have to be like super obvious, but sometimes it's like the subtle quietness and like lack of, you know, lack of reaching out that Mm -hmm. can present itself like jealousy as well. So And a lot of times when people are jealous and when you have friends that aren't commenting on those things, it's because they're insecure about things on their end, Mm -hmm. um, which is what we talked about on Sunday, which was comparison, which really tied into the friendship well. Um, Because I think as women, we just have that instinct to compare. Like, oh, her hair's shinier than mine. She's skinnier than me. Like, you know, her skin looks better. And and what makes it sad, and I'm the worst one to do this, is a lot of times it's, physical 
aspects that women look at mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if guys so much, and I don't know because I'm not a boy, but like yeah. I don't know that guys <laughs> look at that as much as mm-hmm. women do. Yeah. And I think that um, is why sometimes friendships among women aren't as six because you'll meet guys and they're like, oh, I've been friends with this guy, you know, since we were five. And I'm like, I don't know anybody that I knew when I was five yeah, <laughs> that's same. not related to me. Like, yeah. And um, so things like that, um, I just think, you know, guys bond over more like similar interests. Like, you know, we played basketball growing up and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what other things boys do either, but like, yeah. And I also feel like that ties into pressure. Like women just feel more pressure in general from mm-hmm. society yeah. to look a certain way versus men. They can do whatever they want and it's fine. Um, so I think that ties into it as well. Like we, physical is pushed on us very heavily. And so we feel the the need to have to keep up with everybody else. And sometimes that can hurt your friendships because if someone is excelling in one part of their life and you're not, then you're like, what's going on? Like, I thought I was doing all the right things. And then it can cause a rift between you two. And that person probably was totally innocent. Like they weren't mm-hmm. trying to, you know, up you, up one up you. It just kind of, they just were just doing their own thing. Yeah. So I think society and those kind of pressures have a lot to do with it as well. It really does. And that you, now that you mention it, I was actually looking at the Instagram stories of a dating podcast that we both listened Part to. Part of dating? It was uh, You Up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I love that one. And they were just doing a fun Tuesday poll and um, about like dating and unpopular dating opinions, I think it was. And they had one for guys, for women to answer about guys that was, you know, which is better, dad bods or six packs. Mm-hmm. And dad bods was winning by like 70%. Yeah. Which is so crazy. But I'm like, if that was flipped and you had like mom bods versus six packs. Yeah. I don't think really any oh, guy no. is going to be, unless they're <laughs> yeah. in love with you. Like a guy has to be in love with you to think yeah. that's cute. That is so true. And that's so interesting. Yeah. Like, Actually, I, and that made me think of my best friend, one of my best friends. She literally, like, loves dad bods. Mm-hmm. Like, she talks about it all the time. She, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Because I was like, maybe that's not as uncommon as we think, you know? Yeah, apparently not. Because it was, I thought it was going to be maybe close or, you know, six packs a little bit. But no, like, dad bods was really winning. Excelling in the poll. Yeah, and I was like, no, like, for Girl to have a, I guess, a mom bod, which I don't even know what. Yeah, what is a mom bod? I don't know. I, I guess it's just like the counterpart for me, like to a dad bod. Like, I feel like dad bod is like beer belly. Yeah. I guess like a mom bod would be like, you know, might need to tone up a little bit, but still, you know, still looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, like you're not going to like be on a show about your weight or anything like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And yeah, like guy would really have to be in love with you like you would have literally had to give him children yeah for him to, think for him to be cute. like yes that's my mom bod right yeah there. literally have to be a mother who has given him children. yeah that's so interesting I love that though that's that's good insight and you know just to kind of see the differences because they're very obvious between men and women you know yeah. I love a poll though an insta story I will Me take too. a poll even if it doesn't pertain to me and they'll be like only New York <laughs> residents and I'm like I'm gonna take it anyway because I want to yeah, see the results I do too that's funny. Um, so the next question that we got, it's what do you do if you encounter conflict in a friendship? 
Oof, this is a toughie. I think this depends on the person too. And I do mm-hmm. want to one week dive more into like, maybe we need to take a couple of weeks and do this and do dive into the Enneagram mm-hmm. because that's something that I am so passionate about. Not an expert on it by any means. And there are a lot of great Enneagram podcasts out there. But I think especially with conflict, your Enneagram number really shows through. Mm-hmm. And and I, that's why I like to know someone's Enneagram, Enneagram number because I have friends that are a certain Enneagram number that I know I'm going to deal with conflict with them differently than I might this friend. Mm-hmm. Not because necessarily I'm closer with one or I like one better, but because I know a little bit of insight into their personality, I better know how they're going to respond and what they're going to respond best to. Yeah. Well, now that we're here, what would you say for a type two? Because <laughs> I'm a type two. I think that's the one that most nurses are. Yeah. What would you say? I, how do them. I conflict? How do I deal with conflict? <laughs> um, so I guess it really depends on what the situation is. Because my boyfriend is a type two. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's a full two or if he would be a three with a wing two, but he's got a lot of two in okay. him. Such a helper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have noticed that a lot of our conflict comes from me not letting him help. Okay. And if you ha- I feel like if you have a disagreement with someone who's a type two, it's probably because they felt like they weren't getting to help you or they felt mm-hmm. like they were not necessarily excluded but overlooked or their contribution was diminished in some way. I totally feel that because I had an ex-boyfriend who I wanted to help him. I kind of touched briefly on this in small Mm -hmm. group the other day, Um, but I would always want to help him. And it was out of genuine love. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't need anything in return from you. I just want to help you. And he didn't, I think that he felt maybe it was a man thing, ego thing, but Mm -hmm. he didn't want me to help him. And so that did lead to a ton of conflict in Mm -hmm. our relationship, (laughs) like now that I'm thinking about it, but... That's That's what I like about it because it helps you kind of understand the why someone's mad. Where on the surface, it's like, oh, well, they're just overreacting and just pitching a fit and I'm not having it. But deep down, there could be some, like an underlying thing. Because I know my boyfriend and I, we've talked about this. And, you know, whenever I do let him help me, he's like, I'm really surprised you let me help you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Are you a type three? I have a lot of type three in me. I test as a three, but I think I also have a... I'm very confused about what I am because at my core, I have a lot of seven, but then I have a ton of three. Okay. Um, so I could probably have a lot of the same char- the characteristics of both because mm-hmm. my motivation is to be happy, but then my motivation is also to be liked and successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. I think they kind of tie hand in hand. Um, but yeah, so I am someone who likes to do everything on my own because then it's done the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like that too. I'm like, I'd rather just do it myself. But yeah. And I don't like to have to depend on people, but then he wants to help. Like that gives him life to help people. Yeah. Um, so okay. yeah, so that's kind of been, um, and I have a lot of friends who are twos. Mm-hmm. And so they're the type of friend that they're like, Oh, can I bring something? And you're like, no, you don't need to do anything. They're kind of like, Oh, that is so me. But I, I, I really wanted to. Like that is so me. I like. I want to bring like a dish to yeah. like 
small groups are like, I want to contribute in some way, not because I need anything in return, just because like, I genuinely mm-hmm. like love it. Yeah. And then you have some members who are like, I don't want to bring anything. Like just, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do any of this. I just yeah. want to go and have my lesson and then leave. Yeah. That's funny. So that's, that's one thing that I use, um, to encounter conflict. And so I will ask, um, what is, what is your Enneagram number? Like if you haven't taken it, if I ever like started seeing someone and I thought it might could go somewhere, I would get them to take the Enneagram because I'm like, I need to know how I can interact with you. Yeah. I should probably get the guy I'm talking to to take yeah. it. Cause I want to know. Cause I have friends who are eights <laughs> and they deal better with like just directness. So if we have a conflict, I'm like, this hurt my feelings and this is why. Mm-hmm. And someone who's an eight is going to appreciate that. You know what's interesting about me is I feel like I've changed so much through the years. I used to be very shy and like indirect. I'm the kind of person like I, I actually don't like conflict at all. I will avoid it at all costs if it makes me uncomfortable. But like I can think of a few situations where if someone... Like, I wouldn't be afraid at this point in my life to be like, I didn't like that you did this and I just need you to know that. Like, I feel, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if I have some eight in me too, because. Well, there's other know. numbers. Cause I am, um, I'm someone who I don't like conflict, not because I'm afraid to hurt people's feelings, but because it's negative. So in yeah. my mind, I'm like, I don't want to deal with all the repercussions that this is going to cause. So sometimes in my right. mind, I, I don't say anything because I'm like, okay, is calling this out going to make me feel better versus calling them out and I kind of know they're going to blow up over and it's going to turn into this whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, which one do I want to deal with? Yeah. And so sometimes I'll let it go, not because I'm scared to say anything, but because I'm like, I don't I don't want this to turn into a big ordeal. Mm-hmm. And it's just blown up way out of proportion now. I think that's where I am. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I deal with it at this point in a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um. There are, I've thought of a few instances over the past few weeks where there was a potential friendship conflict brewing and I had to just internally reflect and think, do I really want to talk about this? Is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Should I just let it go and let it be? And I think in both of those situations, one of them I did speak up and say, I don't think this is good for you. And the other situation I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. It is what it is. We'll move on from this. It just needs a little breather Mm -hmm. and some time. So, yeah, you're right. I guess just, like, assessing the situation, the person, because it really is person-dependent. Because I know the one that – the conflict I'm thinking of the the friend that I was like, I'm just going to let it go, Mm -hmm. I know her, and I know if I would have brought it up, it would have crushed her world, and it would have really upset her. And I was like, it's not worth her being upset that badly because she's so sensitive. So I was like – I'll just deal with my, you know, annoyance at this moment and I'll be okay. But if I tell her, she's going to be crushed and I just don't want that. So, and now we're fine. So she could be a six because I know six is a lot. Um, they like the reassurance. So I have friends who are sixes and they'll say things to me like, oh, was I talking too much here? Did I do And I'm like, no. She does that all. all the time. And they're like, you know, I said this, you know, three days ago. I've been worried that it's offended you. And oh, I'm like, that's her. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't thought about that at all. Like, yeah, that's no. so her. She's very, yeah, that's her. So with her, and I didn't even, I don't know if she's a six, but she, it sounds like it. But I just know her in general mm-hmm. that she's really sensitive. 
and she's like a ride or die friend. And at this point I'm like, it's, if I tell, I'm not, I'm upset about it at this moment, but like, I'll get over it tomorrow. And I know if I tell you, you're going to think about it like a month from now. So sisters are very loyal. Yeah. That's her. That's so, that's, she has to be, I'm going to ask her. Yeah, she probably is a six. Cause my three will come out whenever someone, especially at work, work me is for sure a three. And if there's a problem, you will, you will know. (laughs) But when people like criticize me because a three is just so set on doing everything right and not making a mistake. So if someone says like, oh, you should have done this. I'm just like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, like, give Excuse me, me. <laughs> my biggest work pet peeve, and I'm going off on like a tangent now, is if you yeah. have a different way for me to do something, don't just tell me I did it wrong. Give me a solution because oh, I'm the same because way clearly too. I did what I thought was best, which is so three. Yeah, um, but I, I just love the enneagram, and we do probably need to take a few episodes to deep dive into we should all do the an enneagram episode because um, I know a lot about. It. There's some numbers I don't know. What, lot about um but if I have a close friend or family member who's a number I do know a lot about it um but we can do some research on that because you're the expert and (laughs) I'm the same way fascinated by it I am the same way when it comes to zodiac everything Mm -hmm. I'm not so like you know a lot of Christians say like zodiac is not good and I, I understand that I don't swear by it by any means like I don't like live my life by like my horoscope or anything but I do, I have noticed that a lot of the people in mm-hmm. my life who are like this specific zodiac sign with this moon sign, it makes so much sense to me and it really is like how they act. But I certainly don't say like, I don't, you know, date people because they're this sign versus that sign. Like mm-hmm. that's not, I don't base my life around it, but I think yeah. it's something fun that I enjoy to like read into. Yeah. I think it's really, I think it's similar to the Enneagram and I think there is validity to the Zodiac. Like I'm a Leo and I think I'm a pretty true Leo. Leo. Yeah. Um, and that I've had people ask me before, like, Oh, would you not date someone who's a certain Enneagram number? And it's not to say like, there's one that's better than the other. It's, I know which ones I would be more compatible with yeah, based on knowing my personality. And I know what would not work great with me. Yeah. But then it also helps me just better interact with anyone else. Yeah. I'm just so fascinated by personality assessments in general. I am too. And I agree. I'm a Capricorn and I am a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Like everything about me is a Capricorn. <laughs> But then, like, if you get into, like, the moon signs, like, the part of me that loves to travel and that runs away from problems is Sagittarius, and that's, like, my moon sign. So, I don't know. I think it all kind of ties together really cool. It really does, but I think just having any sort of relationship, a friendship or a romantic relationship, just knowing that person's personality, and if you don't know what their Enneagram is or more of their their personality, it, I mean, it could... A lot of times you can get a close guess if you know someone well. Mm-hmm. And if you're not that close, then I really don't know why you're probably having this big argument anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if it's a true friend and it's a friend that you value, everything can be fixed. Yeah. And I think a lot of my close friends, I mean, they're, been, I mean, they're not going to agree with me and I'm not going to always agree with them. But I think it's just respecting the other person's opinion and view. Yeah. And being honest with, hey, this hurt my feelings. Because a lot of times people don't realize they did anything to hurt your feelings. Yeah. As I talked about that week in small group, no one is thinking about you. No one's going home and thinking like about you. Your revenge, yeah. Plotting your revenge against you. Yeah. yeah. 
it's people do what they want to do and if it hurts your feelings 95% of the time they don't realize it yeah agreed um so the last question is how do friendships further God's kingdom I love this question because um I feel like my friendships that I'm in right now in my small group they push me to be the best version of me like they're texting me Sunday morning. Hey, are you here at church? Like, where do you want to sit? They pray for me. And I feel like in turn, I'm getting filled spiritually and I'm feeling really good. So it makes me want to pour out that same love towards other people who are not necessarily believers or, you know, a little bit different than me. So I feel like because I feel that love from them, it makes me return and do the same towards Mm -hmm. other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's just such a negative connotation around female friendships. And I know a lot of us probably grew up like when, you know, we were in high school or college and, you know, dealt with mean girls and like, well, I'm just only going to be friends with guys because they're so much easier to get along with. But there's just something about having female friendships. And I think when you find the right female friendships, like I know we talked about the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, how they're all so different but they all just loved and supported each other so much with whatever they were doing. Yeah. And, you know, you watch that movie and you're like, well, I don't know anybody like that. Like, where do, you know, where do I find yeah. that group? Yeah. And I think whenever you get older, you do find friends with similar interests than you. Like, you know, we find friends who share our faith. And so then we can speak life into each other and lift each other up. Mm-hmm. And then whenever you have someone just pouring that goodness and love into you then it just makes you stand up a little taller and shine brighter. And then you also yeah. want to do that to someone else yeah, because it made you feel so good. Yeah, for sure. It's just like a domino effect, mm-hmm. you know, and it really works. Like I feel over the past few months, I've been like going through some things and I feel like I'm in a really good place now, but for a while, you know, I needed that tough love from a few of my friends. Mm-hmm. Like one of my girlfriends in Nashville, like she at one point was just like, I need you to see how great you are and to stop doubting yourself and like letting, you know, this boy or this situation like get in your head. She's like, I'm so tired of you like negatively, you know, or feeling sad. Like I'm tired of you feeling sad. And even though at the time I felt like she was being harsh, like it really pushed me to reach my potential. And so I was telling Stephanie this on Sunday, like I really thank my friends who say, you know, who keep me in check and who also like tell me like, Hey, I see you and I see that you're doing a good job because that really made me, it just made such a difference. Like over the past couple of weeks, I feel like my friends are like, Oh my God, you just seem like you're in such a great place. And that is so encouraging. And they're pushing me to reach God's potential. I mean, they're playing a direct part in that, you know, and you can't really ask for much more than that. And I'm so glad that you brought up tough love because I think, Another misconception about friendships is that for it to be healthy, you just have to agree all the time and just Mm -hmm. always get along. And I think a true friendship is just loving that person. And so when a friend texts you and says, hey, should I text this boy that I stopped talking to three weeks ago, but I kind of want to text him and you're like, no, don't you do that. Yeah. Put your phone down. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, hey, like, should I get back with him? And they're like, no, you're too good for that. Know your worth. And Mm kind of give you a little bit of that tough love where it's not mean, but you love them so much that you don't want to see them continually hurt themselves, even though they don't realize it's hurting themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard to be in that situation. I mean, because it's like you want to love your friend so bad, but you Mm -hmm. know that person's not good Mm -hmm. for them. So you're like, I don't know what to do. And at that point, I just pray. Like, I'm just going to be there for her when the curtain falls and, you know, hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, I'll be here because I know she'll need me kind of thing. I think it's also not judging your friend too. So like if they do end up like going and meeting them out or, you know, whatever, and they tell you, you know, the next day or later that week, you're not just like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that. Instead of being like, it's okay. Like just, just don't do it again. Like you you see what happens. Um, And just still loving them through it because no one's perfect yeah that's the great thing about friendships it really is like family that you get to choose Mm-hmm. yeah for sure that's such a good point and it feels so good to have you know I feel I had a comment the other day from one of my girlfriends from college she came to visit me here where I live and she, I have made I have so many friends here like mm-hmm. way more than when I lived in Texas and Texas I had like no friends um but she just commented, she was like, oh my goodness, you have made so many friends here. And first of all, I made all of them because of church, mm-hmm. um, because of a small group. Like literally every single friend that I've made, well, except for one of my best friends, I met her through a boy, but um, everybody else has been because of church. And I'm like, I can't imagine my life without them. Like they made mm-hmm. it so much better. We hang out all the time. We do mm-hmm. good godly things. We don't just get wasted all the time, yeah. you know, like we are doing great things that are bettering us, you know. So it feels good to have good friends. Yeah. And I just think that that just furthers God's kingdom. And we watched a video, and it was a Holly Furtick sermon called Root Check. And I would just recommend it. Oh, it was so to good. Any woman. It's like 45 minutes long. So it's, it's a bit of a time commitment, but it is so, so good. And just talking about the importance of good, true female friends that you can do life with mm-hmm. and how that's. That is what God intended for not to have, not necessarily that girls and guys can't be friends, but it was mainly more so intended for guys and girls to be, you know, in a romantic, you know, marriage covenant and then have a lot of women friends they can depend on and guys have a lot of male friends they can depend on. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of more so how it was intended. And I think just over the years, that's kind of, those lines have blurred a little bit and I know a lot of. And I've, you know, I've always had friends that were guys, but I think the older I get, the more I see the importance of female friends and I'm finding the right female friends, not just Mm -hmm. someone who I can go shopping with or someone I'm friends with because we're in, you know, we go to the same school or we're in the same classes or, you know, just because they're there basically. Yeah. Because we live in a place like, you know, even though we go to the same church, even if we're in the same small group, like we wouldn't have to be good friends because there's so many people. Yeah. Like we choose to be good friends because we get along and we have things in common and we should have a good time and love each other. Yeah. <laughs> we love our friends. Yeah. Well, that's about it for the questions on friendship. I think the next episode we should do is an Enneagram. Yeah. We may have to episode. deep dive. I get so hyped for the Enneagram. Yeah, I love to learn. I feel like, and I'm the same way with Zodiac stuff. Like, people will literally ask me, like, what do you think I am? And I'll guess it. And it's sometimes, well, most of the time it's Mm -hmm. pretty accurate. But, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. I may do some research on that. And we may break it up into two episodes because there's nine. And that might get really lengthy to do all nine in Mm -hmm. one episode. 
Um, especially because there's so many cute little graphics and things on Instagram that I can uh, borrow and give credit to their yeah. author. Um, just, uh, you know, TV characters that are a certain type or, you know, Taylor Swift right. songs that are a certain type, which I think are so fun. Yeah. Um, and then I can see if I agree with it or not. Because yeah. some I do, some I don't. Yeah. Um, but I think all that is really fun, too. So um, stay tuned for those fun episodes. Yay. And thank you so much for listening. Like and subscribe and um, leave us a comment if you have a question that you want us to answer on our Instagram page. It's a 30s heart podcast. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.